Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. I'm Noah Daniels, and I have a special guest host for this episode. Every time she comes on, it tends to break records and numbers for records and numbers. It tends to break our (laughs) download numbers. Brittany, welcome back to the podcast. It's Brittany Crabb. Thank you so much for having me once again. It's always so exciting to be here. I love talking to you guys. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Look, ever since you stated that you wanted to be dragged down the hallway by a demon, I I continue to try to find guests that will pique that interest for you. And I think tonight we have somebody who has put themselves in many a precarious situation. His content actually comes up on uh, my For You page. And I know it's always funny when I see the same content on my personal page and then the Real Hauntings page. I'm like, okay, this is somebody that Twitter, Twitter, that TikTok really deems like, hey, check this person out, see what's going on. Kalani, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited. I try and take every opportunity I can and help people out and kind of talk about what I do in this field. So uh, it just worked out that I'm in the the most haunted room here at the Grand Midway Hotel to do uh, to do this podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Like, uh, I, Brittany and I are obviously looking, we're all on Zoom, um, as always. And yeah. so we're we're looking into the room right now. Okay, the so setup. <laughs> I have chills and I don't, <laughs> this is so silly. It's so funny how like easy it is to really get into the haunting stuff. <laughs> it takes about a second. Um, so that lamp behind you, is it a purple light bulb in that thing? Or what is going yeah, on? Yeah, so it's a purple light bulb in here. But the more interesting piece and in frame is going to be this nun statue. Um, okay. So this nun right here, actually, there's a lot of people that have slept in this room. And Blair, the owner, he's a really nice guy. I've actually been here for the past three days. I leave tomorrow. Um, nice. But essentially, nine out of ten people won't sleep in this room. And part of the lore with this room is, one, the mirror. People will see faces in the mirror. But they see this nun in their dreams. Um, it's like some weird, some weird thing. I haven't had any nun dreams yet, but I'm hoping if I just sit close enough to her for long enough, it might wear off on me. But first of all, mirrors freak me out in general, but I love that because they're kind of like portals, right? Yeah. Oh, do you feel anything? Like, have you felt anything? Have you experienced? Like, I will say that it, it, it ranges here in this house or in this hotel. Like I've had really good activity in here, but it seems nice. to be that. And, and this is concurrent with a lot of other teams that have come in that there's like one male entity that kind of runs the show. And for the past three nights, it's like good activity, good activity, good activity. And then maybe 20 minutes later, it's like completely dead for the next six hours. 
So it's almost like somebody's like, all right, you guys are done. We're pulling the plug. We're not talking to them anymore. I was only supposed to be here for a day, and here we are at, at, at day three. So Because you're trapped in there and you can't get out? Is that why? Yeah, this is actually my plea <laughs> telling you that I need help. <laughs> is anybody oh out there? Uh, well, before we dive too much in, because I don't think it's going to take us very long to really get rolling, I do want to ask you the question we ask all of our guests. Where you fall on the believometer? Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts at all, which I would be very surprised if that's where you fall. Or ten ghosts are absolutely real. I feel like me, I'm a ten, but it's it's a ten in the sense of I've had experiences I can't explain, and and I'm a very science based guy, and I debunk pretty much nine out of ten things that I ever have happen. But once you have one experience that can convince you enough for the rest of your life that you're a believer. I don't think, I don't think there really is anything in between zero and 10. You're either like zero, I don't believe or 10, I believe. Um, because I feel like even if there's an inkling of doubt to, to an experience you've had, then you don't necessarily believe just yet. So for me, I'm a 10, but I will say that this is a field that's very um, personal in the sense of you have to have that happened for you, no matter what I show somebody, no matter what content I make for, for people, it, it's never going to convince anyone of anything. It's, it's all about what you yourself will experience or not experience. I love how you debunk things. I absolutely love that. And you have like a logical mind that way thinking, oh, it could be this or it could be that. You don't just automatically think it's paranormal. So I love that because a lot of the times it's not. But then also we can't really confirm a lot of things. And I think it's important, like you have to have that experience for yourself, like you said, Kalani. So I think that's super important in uh, the paranormal. As long as you know that it's true for you and you experience something and that's all you really need to have to become a huge believer. So no, I love that. And, and I love your TikToks, by the way, too. I appreciate it. One video that sticks out to me, and I it may be kind of recent, but it was the one with the straight jacket. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I uh, that was last week at Trans-Allegheny. And two of the other groups I was with, so I went with a couple of my buddies. But Trans-Allegheny is big enough that, like, unless you want to run into somebody else, you're not going to. But they brought the straight jacket as kind of like a, like a trigger object in the sense of they wanted to put us in a straight jacket and do like a solo session in one of the rooms to see if that kind of sparked any activity. Long story short, the shake, the straight jacket was a little too small for like my shoulders. So we got it on me. Um, but the top buckle, which is the one that keeps you really from being able to move your back was just barely hanging on by a thread. So anyways, I'm sitting there and somebody's like, is it comfortable? And then I started like moving and then I heard it pop. So then the objective for me came, can I get out of the straight jacket? So I popped the other lock or popped the other buckle off and, and squirmed out. But it was it was a really cool experience at Trans Allegheny because the room that I chose for my isolation um, only opened from the outside. So like the only lock was from the outside. So obviously it was to put somebody in there and not have them be able to come out. The walls were white. I mean, it was like a 10 by 10 box of just nothing. That's so cool that you were there. I saw that you were also at Eastern State pretty recently, too. How is that? Yeah, they're, they don't do parent. They're, they're like very weird about paranormal now. It's like they, they try really? and like, they're trying to, I guess, take a different course is the best way I was explained it. Um, oh. So I was limited to obviously a day tour, but that, that place would be phenomenal because like, so you can stand in the middle of Eastern state and see down all the wings. Like I could only imagine 
being there at night and just having, even if there's nothing there, like your mind is going to play so many tricks on you because you're just looking down long hallway after long hallway and just spinning in that circle. So it was, it was a really cool place too. But they don't, they're not doing overnight investigations anymore. That's Mm -hmm. so weird. Wow. I mean, I'm sure if, I'm sure if the right person with the right amount of money came along that they probably would be like, yes, come in, sir. Give us, give us the money. But no, they've, they've kind of moved away from the overnight program. Oh, that's unfortunate. Cause that's like one of my favorite places. So that's, yeah, I've heard some things about that. So that's interesting. I'm glad you got to go though and see it during the day. Cause it is really creepy during the day too. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a really cool experience. Like, even if you can't do an overnight, I would recommend spending. It's like nineteen bucks to go on like a like a, a yeah. daytime walkthrough. And the audio tour, I think uh, Steve Basimi does it. He does like a really good job. So, if you're ever in Philly, I would do it. So, Kalani, you have obviously done a lot. Um, you made a ton of content, a ton of supernatural content that people enjoy. But if we kind of roll it back. What really sparks your interest in this field? Because it really is a niche thing to get into. It, it it can be fun. It can be scary. Hopefully it's kind of enlightening for all of us as we kind of sort through what is the paranormal. But what's the thing that really piqued your interest and made you go, okay, I'm going to kind of dive into this? Because I know you had a day job before you started this. I saw that uh, on your social media too. So how, how did you go from doing what you were doing then to what you're doing now? Well, so my general interest in the paranormal came, I saw a Civil War drummer boy in a Civil War battlefield when I was 11. Um, obviously, I wasn't looking for that experience. That, that experience kind of found me in that sense. Um, so since that point, you know, there's always been the belief, like I was telling you, once you have that one, there is no really doubting anymore. It's just trying to replicate why that happened or, or how that could happen again. So for me, I, I really wasn't ever planning on making content for this. I had been doing, uh, investigations with, uh, helping out ghost hunt weekends, which was a company I went and did one of the overnights with and, me and my wife and her mom went down to Texas to it's Miss Molly's hotel in Fort Worth. And my wife was like, why don't you just make a couple videos and just post them and see how it goes. And I was like, okay, well, I'll make a couple videos. Cause I mean, I've been doing uh, cinematography and social media marketing for years before that. Um, as kind of like my own little business side gig. But the moment I started making videos, I saw that the, the traction was obviously picking up and then I, I essentially quit my day job at 10,000 followers. I was not at a financial point to do that, but I feel like adding immense pressure to myself was it's either going to make it happen or, or not make it happen. So it's easy to sit on this side of the, uh, the decision and say it was the right one, but it could very easily have been the other way. But regardless, um, my year essentially full-time creating content will be July 28th. So we haven't even hit a year yet. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you, you called us or zoomed us from a room with a, a nun that I, I just keep waiting for her to like cry or, or shift or something like, well, here, hang on. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm no, just going to cool. take two minutes and show you this room real quick. Oh yeah, so, please. Yeah, sure. Um, this is, I call it, wow. I, I call it like the haunted oddities hotel because there's just so many weird, strange things. Like this doll right here is pretty creepy. She's in the room. Wow, that's insane. Oh my God. It's almost like the size of a a person. It is. I mean, she's- Oh, it is. Oh my gosh. She's like in a, for the audience, she's like (laughs) sitting in 
Is it a rocking chair or just a chair? But she it's, takes it's, up it's the entire almost, thing. It's kind of like a rocking chair. It's like one of those new age rocking chairs that. Oh boy. But that's amazing. That, and we've got all these. Oh, wow. And then we've got this beauty in the closet. Oh. Fuck no. <laughs> I know. Buddy, what is that? You know, so that. Blair, Blair, the owner here, he's he he moved here from Los Angeles. So we're in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Like my wow. cell phone service is abysmal. But I mean, this this room is just loaded with weird. There's there's your nun right there. Wow. <laughs> That's but crazy. I'll just show you one more thing and we'll get back to it. Right across the hallway, I don't know if you guys could see it, but there's a taxidermy monkey that's sitting in a lawn chair yeah. that, that's been here for 20 years. And it actually was a prop from the movie Medicine Man with Sean Connery. Oh, and it's, wow. it's got this bright light. It looks like it's being interrogated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is wild. That's a huge room. Is the idea behind this room that all the artifacts create the hauntings or does the history create the hauntings? So the history has the possibility for a haunting because there was a woman that, so this used to be a brothel back in the day. This is this was a huge mining town, you know, upwards of 15,000 to 20,000 people in the town. Now there's only about 4,000. Um, but this was the brothel. And what's interesting is on July 4th, this woman named Martha, who was one of the workers in the brothel, um, she had a piece of shrapnel from a firework in the 4th of July celebration go through her jugular right on the porch that's no longer here in this building. So she's one of the rumored uh, resident guests here. There's, there's also another rumor of bodies that are buried in the basement, or two of them, and this was from a few different sources. So he's obviously never tried to dig them up, but Obviously, he's obviously never tried to do. I love uh, how that's, that disclaimer had to be put in there. So I guess there's no way he's gonna really know unless he does like a that's sort so of test. Oh. But Brittany, this seems like right up your alley. I, I see. I, I feel know. like you would love being in that. And then uh, the roof. Room. The roof has the world's <laughs> largest Ouija board painted on it. So what's that, this? Oh, I saw that on your TikTok. Yes. Yeah. So what's the owner's is, deal? Like, how do you know why he's so into all this? His parents were like low budget horror movie. They were part of that industry. So he's really into like monsters. Mm. Um, okay. He's even made a couple films himself, like, you know, obviously indie level films. But, you know, he, he's kind of just been collecting this stuff. Like the best way to describe it is, you know, that room in your house that you filled with like random crap that your significant others like complaining that you still have it like. For me, I have this box of cords from electronics I've had since like 2003. Had the and there's like same absolutely box. <laughs> no use to any of it. But my wife's like, do we need to get, can we get rid of this? And I'm like, no, I might need one of these. You never cords. know. Like, no. So that's what this place is to me. It's like stuff that he has collected. Um, and what's also interesting is he owns a church like three blocks away with half of Anne Rice's uh, doll collection. Anne Rice, the horror author. So half of her doll collection is sitting in the church three blocks away. Wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> but wow. he's good friends with uh, Butch Patrick, who was from the Monsters. The Monsters when uh, he was Eddie, I think. So he's, he's, he's very involved with like the horror side of this, but not necessarily as much into like the paranormal side. 
Gotcha. It just it's just a bonus yeah. that that place has a, a shadowy man that that yeah. stalks around <laughs> the uh, room and everybody sees the nun in their dreams. It's a lot to unpack here, and I think part of the yeah. the, the intrigue here is that every item here was not, was not from here. So he's just brought in so many different objects, like all these boards people have either left or he's gotten from like Goodwill or people have given to him. All of those deer heads in the hallway, he put out an ad for any widows to get rid of the deer heads in their homes. And he had all these deer heads just start popping up. So, so it's like he's begging for almost for attachments to be in that place. That's really interesting. So you, you've got this ball rolling. You've had a lot of momentum this year. Things are going good for you. As you started this process, what were some of the peaks for you that really solidified? I, I know you said that, you know, you've been able to debunk things, but obviously you've had experience as well. That I'm sure that have stuck with you. Can you walk us through some of those experiences? I know it sounds too good to be true, but last night, I'm not one that ever sees shadows. Like I, I'm with a lot of people. A lot of times they're like, Oh, I just saw a shadow figure. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, did you actually see anything? Or are you just tired? Do you not get enough sleep? I mean, there's a lot of um, logical reasoning that can go into why somebody is seeing something that may not necessarily be there. But last night we are in the church and, and um, we're, we're getting knocks back on response. So I was doing, you know, we were doing three, I did five. And we were getting the knocks back on response. So then we started to do Estes method. And I put my wife under the headphones and send her on her merry way. And as I'm kind of looking around, I peek back into this doorway and I see this round head and I could see the light from the window behind it, but there wasn't anything passing through between the light and this round head figure outside of the door frame. So it's like, right when I turn, I see this round head shape. It's dark. There's, there's definitely mass to it. Right when whatever it was noticed that I could see it, I see the head just shoot back down. And I thought it was a person at first. So I went and explored and there's obviously nobody else down there. Um, but that was that was pretty weird. Another experience that's kind of stuck with me was at Greenville Manor. Um, for some reason that night was just insane. But we had a door slam and uh, my camera guy was freaked out. You know, it was a cool experience for me, but that night I even had every piece of equipment go off, which again, there's a lot of environmental conditions that can set all this stuff off, but to have all of that happen, have the door slam, and then we had a camera either fall or get ripped off the ceiling, regardless, it was just a lot in a single night that, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm sitting for seven hours in a dark room in a place that I'm supposed to be creeped out and you don't get anything. So, you know, that's, that's what's interesting with this field is you could pay $1,500 to go to a Trans-Allegheny and have absolutely nothing happen. But then you go to your friend's house who has a residual haunting or, or a resident ghost in their home and, and have something that you, you could never pay to experience. So I think a lot of times we get confused in this field thinking that because we're paying to go somewhere famous, that we're going to have a famous experience. But from my experience, you know, sometimes you will get really good activity at places like Waverly, places like Trans-Allegheny, but sometimes you're just getting to explore the history. And, and that's why um, I don't post a ton of evidence because I don't deem a lot of what I get evidence. I deem it just environmental conditions causing things to happen. And I feel like there's a lack of accountability in the field because people just throw stuff out there and deem it one thing. And I think the power of auto-suggestion is a lot stronger than people like to give credit to. Because um, like even with like EVPs and disembodied voices, like if somebody says you know, don't think about a pink unicorn. The first thing we're all three going to think about is a pink unicorn. 
So if you're doing a playback and you're saying, I heard the word death, is death actually there? Or do you just hear a bunch of mumbling and then your, your mind starts hearing the word death? So I feel like right now, because of how much content is being pushed out, not just from me, but you know, there's, I'd say thousands of people that are, are trying to get to the point I'm at or, or even higher. And, and it's just very, you have to be very careful because there's that fine line of accountability of actually presenting real paranormal evidence and experience compared to just being some clown running around in the dark at nothing. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels and oh boy, I just got my box of wild grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Well, and I know Brittany and I have talked about this and I've talked about it with Stephanie Strange and um, Becky, my bloody Galantine as well, who are all people that I love creating with and also really respect in this industry. You know, it's it's awesome to get to collab with people. It's one of my favorite things to do as, as this podcast. Not only is it helpful for me because I enjoy the riffing of having a co-host, but I just enjoy in general, creating with others, but you do have to kind of like be careful who you lend your name to, because there are people that are less yeah. than honest uh, about how they present their material in the supernatural. I would never be one to point somebody out and say like, Hey, that person's a fraud because that's not really for me to do. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's really refreshing to hear you kind of talk about your approach. I mean, that, I'm still thinking about that shadow man in the church, if I'm being honest with these moments, right? Like, like you see a shadow man in the church and, and you said like, 
you know, you don't often see shadow people or, or things like that. Are you somebody like Brittany who kind of really wants to have those experiences or do you, is that, does that experience kind of shake you? Does it scare you? What, what is your reaction when that happens? Personally, I, I like to push the agenda with everything that I do, not in like a sense of, I want to be disrespectful, but I feel like there's a lot of fear mongering that goes on in this field. So like I, you know, I went with, with Becky, my buddy Galantine, we went to the, the grave of midnight Mary, which you're supposed to fall dead at midnight, which obviously I'm, I'm sitting here talking. You're a so ghost. Dead. <laughs> um, but I took I took one of her hundred year old Ouija boards and was playing it on top of the the grave by myself, like just sitting there. Because for me, I feel like so much of what we have happened is because people have a belief that something will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anything that comes after that point is just circumstantial. So a lot of what I do is like I threw a gummy worm in the Bobby Mackey's portal to hell and ate it because I wanted to essentially say that, you know, I'm not afraid of a hole in the ground that's sitting in the middle of this bar in Kentucky. Dude, you're wild. What are you doing out there? <laughs> so, you know, my thing is like, I don't, I tell people, like, I'm not a big crystal guy. I'm not big into any, any kind of protection, anything like that. Um, oh, I'm the same that's, that's nice to hear. I mean, it, it, it's just weird because it's funny to me because you take, you know, whatever X TV show and you send them into this spot and everyone's running around, everyone's screaming, you know, they're having all of this happen. And then you send me in on a live stream, which you, you could still fake stuff on live stream. I know people that do it, um, but it's a lot harder, right? And everything is more real time. So you send me in and I'm sitting here eating a bag of gummy worms, like sitting in the dark and nothing's happening. So like, I don't have to say anything in people's minds. There's already a contrast being made of like, is what I'm actually seeing real or is it being exaggerated for the sense of they're trying to make me feel fear? I think my approach is refreshing. And I think that's why I have the following that I do so quickly is because it's, it's such a stark contrast from 90% of what you're going to find out there. Because most people, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm over here, like possess me, Lucifer, take my body, like, like everything that you're not supposed to do. I do that because I want to show people that a lot of this has been built up as as fear mongering. But do you not worry about the what if? Not to fear monger. I'm just more curious. Like, because I mean, for not me, really. Because for me, I mean, I I try to approach this stuff as as you know um, from a healthy perspective. Uh, when I started this podcast, or when Kat and JJ and I started, we were all skeptics of varying levels, and we've kind of all gone on our own journey through this podcast. It's been a couple of years now. I would consider myself a, a believer now, but it's been a process, right? I had my own experience when I was young that was pretty irrefutable, but I was young. So it's hard for me to honestly, even to this day, accept it. And like you said, some of it could be because people tell you like, hey, what you're about to hear is da 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 and you know then people come on the podcast and i listen to recordings they've had and some of them are super strange and bizarre and then even with the that that whispery ghost woman we had on our podcast which i personally have not heard in editing in a while every now and then somebody will say i heard something there were three of those experiences that i absolutely cannot explain the main one being the one that cat and jj heard out loud um so i do agree with you that i think most stuff is probably our minds playing tricks on us or whatever, but there are some things, I guess that, that, you know, you can feel 
pretty confident about. Kalani, what what do you think is like the end goal for you? I mean, you you obviously have kind of peaked the zeitgeist of um, the internet, and your content is really cool. Where do you want to take this? I mean, for me personally, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at, but I mean, it's obviously about making it more sustainable because. You know, the thing with me is, like I said, I'm, I'm traveling nonstop pretty much every week. And I, I have a couple of days at home a month. But to, to get to the level that I'm at and continue to climb, that's kind of the necessary trade-off, right? I mean, everything that you do in life is going to have sacrifice. And it's just, it's just really what you're willing to sacrifice to get where you want to go. But for me, it's, you know, I don't, I don't think I'd ever want TV because TV, I lose control of not only my image, but just everything that goes on. Um, but I feel like what what I do enjoy now is, is not just having influence, but having a positive influence on a field that has a wide range of people that that influence it. You know, I'm not going to name drop anybody or, or anything like that. But, you know, as we were talking about, there's a lot of people that do things that are very unethical in this field. And, you know, for people that are out here, spending 80 hours a week to try and produce content that's not only enjoyable, but also gives a little bit more insight or, or can give us a little bit more, give us a few more answers to questions. You know, it's a constant struggle. And for me, you know, I, I can confidently say I've never had to, you know, Zebco line a lamp to come towards me. Because for me, my content's entertaining for people because one, you get an investigation style that's not very common. And I know so much about the equipment that I use that it's very like intellectual in terms of the approach. But me as, as, a, as an individual is just pretty entertaining, especially when I get tired. Like my screen door filter kind of gets punched out even more when I get tired. So you never know what I'm gonna say, what I'm gonna do. Like I kiss all these haunted dolls, like just random stuff. I can never tell you <laughs> what tomorrow is gonna bring. But I think for me, it, it will be a continuous climb to continually make these platforms profitable for me but also continuing to provide content that no one has to second guess that, you know, is this actually real or is he actually questioning something going on? Um, and, and obviously, you know, this is a field that there's thousands of people that wish they could make money off of it and just can't. So I'm already blessed in the capacity that I have busted through one floor of, of this. But with that being said, there's so many people that try and, you know, work with you or collab with you because they just want the name and you know as as nice as i am and as welcoming as i am being from the south it's it's been a learning curve for me because i've had to learn to tell people no which was something that when i first started wasn't even an option because so i would just say yes to every opportunity and then figure it out later but the the bigger you get the more responsibility you have to have with that you know i'm gonna have to make the title of this episode now i kiss all these haunted dolls on the mouth <laughs> I mean, I do. I've kissed every doll in this room. I've kissed the nine. Oh I've kissed this creepy one over here. If, if you put me in front of, of the worst object you could, I would kiss it. And, that, and that's not an exaggeration. It's just for me, I feel that there's nothing I'm going to come in contact with that's going to give me enough fits that I don't have the ability to kiss it. No, I think that's great. I love your approach in the paranormal and just your whole outlook. It's really refreshing to see that, you know, because a lot of people are, you know, chasing views and maybe they'll set up something. You know what I mean? And I've definitely learned a lot with, you know, you can't trust everybody. And I'm kind of in my own little lane. 
and you can only let a few people in, you know, so I totally understand where you're coming from. So, but I think that's great. That's so early on in um, your social media career that you're, you're seeing yeah. that. And yeah, no, so I think that's good. Good it's, for you. It's funny because as soon as I saw Kalani on Instagram, I don't know why, but my brain immediately went, Brittany Crab, this is almost the same person. They're both like yeah, fearless and creating their same kind of same, yeah. but different, you know what I mean? And, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to put um, these two people together. Kalani, you, so you're on your journey. You, you know, I, I think, man, you're so early into everything. It's so cool that you, you've had the success you have and, and you've been able to kind of be playful with it, which I think is a really fun thing, but you're also kind of fearless, which like scares me just watching your videos, if I'm being honest, which that's so cool. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's like exciting. the thing, you know, I think that's, you know, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not alone in that. <laughs> Has there been any moments, though, as you do this, where you've been like, nope, this is this is it. This is too much. I, I've taken this too far. I got a nope out. I've never had that moment yet. And I think the longer I do it, the more I'll continue to push the agenda. And, I, you know, I may come back on here months later and say I had that moment. But, you know, honestly, for me, I haven't. I haven't had anything that's ever had me question, you know, do I continually want to do this? day in and day out for 80 hours a week. And, and, you know, I think as a paranormal investigator, you're out here asking for, for these experience, right? If anything happens, you, you are, you're paying, you're not just out here looking for it, but you are paying to have this experience. So I feel like when you, when your response is screaming, running, acting yes. scared, you, you have just completely defeated the purpose of your whole purpose and going, unless it was to run scared. So I feel like, you know, for me, it would take quite a bit for me to, to ever, I guess, question if, if what I'm doing is, is what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. And I think that's, that's a question, or that's an answer that everyone should have is like, you know, are you doing this because you want fame and you want notoriety? Or are you doing this because you are passionate about the field? And then all of a sudden, the other stones fell in place. Yeah. So if, if there's anyone watching or listening, I mean, and you and you're trying to get into this field to be famous or to to gain a platform it's it's a lot more in depth than that cuz like i can talk paranormal with people days in and day out you know vastly different experience levels but you know there's a lot of people that wonder why people can read directly through um i guess that interest shell and and see that they're just trying to make it somewhere right and i feel like if you're truly interested in this field, the views don't matter. The following doesn't matter. That will come if you are, are genuine in what you're doing, but you're also passionate about what you're doing. Because I feel like people can pick up on passion a lot quicker or lack of passion a lot quicker than anything else. So, And authenticity you know, it's, it's, is you know. like king, you know, or queen. I mean, authenticity is so big. It's, it's so funny that you're interesting you say that. I just... Two days ago, I had a podcaster um, that we had had on our podcast a while ago be like, hey, you have some time. And we talked for like an hour and a half. And I was just kind of walking her through, you know, missteps that I learned through what we did and some shortcuts for things. But overall, I was like, look, you're super passionate. You're funny. If you just keep going, you're going to be fine. You know, everything else will come. And, and it's it really is. I mean, it's tough being a creative. I'm sure we all know creators who, you know, there are people that start a million projects, never finish a single one. And then 
some of us just get lucky and and kind of find that thing that is either a major interest of ours or a blended interest that continues being interesting, I guess, if that makes sense. But I, I, the reason I ask about, you know, you being in a situation that you ever felt like, oh man, this is too much. I, I've got to eject out of this. It, it reminds me, and I don't know if either of you've ever heard the episode we did, the first one we did with the haunted historian guy. He, a client of his, his actual work, flew him out to go to this haunted building that was under construction out in Texas. And the guy flew him out, gives him a handgun, and is like, ah, don't ask me, you're going to need it. It's Texas. And he's <laughs> it's like, oh my okay i don't really do guns but <laughs> like wow. yeehaw i guess so you know he's like bruce willising his way through this 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 haunted uh you know construction site i guess and a bunch of stuff happens but the big climax is he ends up with his body leaned against a door so where it can't open with some kind of entity loudly I, I don't know if yelling is the right word, but, you know, um, aggressively coming at the door, making itself known. And he was so scared. He had the gun out pointed at the, you know, as he's leaning at sore pointed at the door, not sure if he was going to have to use it or not. And this is a guy who doesn't really exaggerate stories. Haunted historian is, is really more of a platform for other ghost hunters and investigators. They go to his material and they use it to see where they want to go investigate. He's one of the few blue check marks and what we do. Uh, or verified accounts. So, it, which it really made me feel, and, and just, you can hear it in his voice when he was retelling it, like you could hear the fear and anxiety in it. So, you know, I hope, I mean, maybe you do want to come across something like that. I, I don't know, but, but both of you I, are wild. I don't know, like you guys are both just like, bring it on, you know, <laughs> old school wrestlers in the middle of the ring, just like knocking people out one after another. I, I you know, uh, hats off to both of you. I, I don't think I could ever get to that point with the supernatural. It's such a, like a rush though. Like when it, you know, when you're experiencing something paranormal, you just want more of it. It's almost like, you know, a drug. I just want the craziest stuff to happen all the time. Like I want to be dragged. I want to be like thrown out a window. Um, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but you know what I mean? And on camera, of course, I want it on camera. <laughs> I feel bad when I'm laughing and my mute's, my mic is muted. I want the audience to know like, that's really funny. But <laughs> it's like, what, do you, what do you do? Oh, Brittany, that's, that's so funny. I want to be thrown out of a window. I just I want the craziest stuff to happen. So I totally yeah. get where Kalani's coming from. <laughs> you know, just keep going crazier and crazier at every investigation. So no, I love what you do, Kalani. I think that's great. I love your approach. Like I keep saying. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're <laughs> definitely yeah. we're definitely fans. We definitely. We're like, oh my god. So TikToks are so cool. Yeah, your your <laughs> style with how you you your yeah. videography and everything is 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 really fun to watch. So we're kind of coming up on our hour. Are there any other stories or or moments that you've had that you want to share with the audience? Okay, this one hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to tell you one that I am excited about. So I am going back out to the Nevada State Prison, which I've already been to twice now, and there's only been two other people allowed in this room. But my, I've already been given the permission, so I'm going to try and get strapped down to the execution table inside Bro. of the execution room nice. at the Nevada State Prison. So that one will probably so be cool. September because it's too hot right now. 
But that's my dream right now is to get strapped to the execution table in Nevada State Prison. Oh, I'm excited to see that. Brittany and I had two totally different reactions. She's like got goo goo <laughs> eyes and, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, that's, I love that. That's so cool. Well, because like, you know, how many other people other than people that are getting executed right. ever get to experience <laughs> what it's like yeah. to be, you know, pulled out yeah. on this table? Mm -mm. so for me i'm a big experience guy like even if nothing happens the experience in itself is is a nice adrenaline pump for the day and do you know when you might be able to do that like how far out is i think maybe september um i i would go now but it's like 112 degrees inside of the building so equipment's gonna be equipment's gonna be toast um not to mention i'm gonna last like 30 minutes in that heat and then i'll have to take a break so I figured I might as well just wait a little bit until uh, it's a little bit cooler. Absolutely. Well, man, you're, you're cool as a cucumber. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell our fans where they can find all your amazing content? Yeah, so everything's under Kalani Ghost Hunter. And for platforms that, that that's too long, it's just Kalani Ghost. Um, but I'm on, I think, pretty much everything. I mean, I've got, I even stream on Twitch sometimes. Um, obviously YouTube and I've recently started revamping my YouTube content to make more episodes so I can add more of the history and give people the ability to kind of play back because with live streaming obviously when I'm doing when I'm doing six hours that's just not feasible to post for somebody to go back and watch six hours worth of me rambling on especially like if there's nothing happening nobody wants to watch me like eat eat a sandwich for six hours like I don't know I feel like the, the, new, the new stuff I've got. An ASMR I've done it, with I've those worms. Before. I've done it before. Listen, <laughs> I've done ASMR ghost hunting. I, uh, I've taken people to sheets, which I may have a, I may have a nice little video coming up with sheets here soon. But it's, you know, it's, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. But I will, I will tell you that it's taken a immense amount of money and, and time to get to the point I'm at. Luck is kind of like the the icing on top of the cake, the cake took a while to build. Yeah, it takes work. That's something people don't really realize. Well, Brittany, uh, again, it's, it's always almost said a blessing, which maybe it is a blessing when you come on. Uh, it's, it's always so awesome when you come on the podcast, I'm sure our fans already know where to find you, but if there's still a few stragglers out there, can you tell them where to find your content? So, well, my YouTube channel is Brittany Crab. And my Instagram and my TikTok is BrittanyCrab44. And my Twitter's BrittanyCrab, but Twitter's just kind of whatever. I'm on there, but it's not like my favorite thing. YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok is where I'm at. And Brittany, have you been to any other like Harry Potter movie premieres or anything else you want to share with the audience before we get you out of here? No, not recently. But, you know, there's exciting things. I just can't talk about it, unfortunately. I know, I know. All right. Hoping very soon. Well, both of, both of you guys, I, I, you know, it's it's just it's just the beginning for obviously for both of y'all and and us at Real Hauntings are you know we we're so thankful to get to interact with other creators like y'all and and hope that you'll both uh, continue to be in our universe. Um, it's it's so cool to meet other creators that are truly passionate about what they're doing, and in my opinion, are doing things the right way, which I think in the end, when it's all said and done, will hopefully matter. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Brittany Crabb. And I'm Kalani Smith. (laughs) (laughs) It's impossible not to laugh when you're doing that. 
every five minutes. A transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.